upon us. Thank you, Lord, for the hands that we can raise to praise your name. Thank you, Lord, for the voice that you have given us. Thank you, Lord, that we can rise up and declare your glory. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Father, for your presence. Thank you, Father. We exalt you. We magnify your name. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can I have the book of Isaiah chapter 4, verses 5 and 6? Then the Lord will create over all of Mount Zion, all of Christ's faith tabernacle, those who assemble there, a cloud of smoke by day and a glow of flaming fire by night. Over all, the glory will be a canopy. Amen. I want to thank the Lord. I want to thank the Lord for the, His canopy, His glory that is upon us. I want to thank the Lord even as we prepare, to, as we enter the 33rd year of Christ's faith tabernacle. That Lord, let your presence, let your glory be upon us. Let your glory canopy upon us. Let your glory be upon us. On every meeting, Lord, let your glory, let your tangible glory be made manifest in our midst in the name of Jesus. We want to declare that every soul that will enter into this building, every soul that will hear your word, be it in the, by the air, be physically, be physically in your presence, the Lord, you will touch every soul in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because your glory, your power will be made manifest in the midst of us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because you will reign in our meeting, you will take absolute control Lord, I mean, we want to pray that Lord, as we come before you, will touch every heart. Father God, change every heart of stone to a heart of flesh Father God, we will receive direction from the throne of grace this morning in the name of Jesus Lord, we declare this morning, you will manifest your power as never before let your healing power move in the midst of us in the name of Jesus, that you will touch every soul, you will bring forth deliverance, you will bring forth joy and peace into every soul this morning as we gather this morning in the name of Jesus. We want to declare that Lord as every soul comes before you, let them lay their burdens. Let every burden be laid down at, the, at their feet this morning in the name of Jesus and you will turn our hearts around you will fill our mouths with laughter in the name of Jesus. Lord we declare that every soul that will come in this place, their mouth shall be filled with laughter in the name of Jesus. Thank you Lord for your presence. Thank you Lord for your visitation. In in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It is wonderful to be in the presence of the Lord, in the attitude of thanksgiving. I'm going to take my prayer point from um, Exodus 34:10. It says, Then the Lord said, I am making a covenant with you, Christ's faith tabernacle. Amen. Before all your people, I will do wonders. Never before done in any nation in all the world. The people you live among, in your community, in your family, in your homes, we see how awesome is the work that I, the Lord, will do for you. I just want you to raise up your voice and begin to bless God because this is our year of fulfillment of the covenant of the Most High God, our year of miraculous signs and wonders, our year of His glory, our year 
year of his awesomeness, our year of his wonders, begin to bless the name of the Lord because as he has promised, he will fulfill because he's a God that fulfills his covenant. He's a God that never fails. Lift up your voice and begin to bless the name of the Lord, even for our convention that is coming up. Father Lord, we just want to thank you. We want to bless your name for all your promises that God has concerned us. We thank you, 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 we thank you. We bless your name, O God of glory. We exalt you, O God, there is none like you. There is none to be compared unto you. Father God, as you have spoken, you have begun your wonders in our midst. Lord, we bless you, Lord. We, we say, take all the glory, take all the honor, for you are the majestic God. You are full of splendor. You are full of wonders. You are full of your awesomeness. Lord, who is like unto our God? Lord, we ask you, O God, and Lord, you will tabernacle with us this morning. You will show forth your wonders this morning. Even as you have promised this morning, none of us shall leave this place the same. We will go out there. We will reject your glory because your glory fills the house. Lord, we bless you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. 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 CFC, raise up your voice and bless the name of the Lord because he's worthy of all our praise. He's worthy of all the honor. He's worthy of all his glory. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the table that you have prepared for us this morning. Thank you because we will eat of it and we shall be satisfied. And all the glory will be yours, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless your name, King of glory. We exalt you, ancient of days. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Still in the attitude of praise, I will be taking my scripture from the book of First Corinthians chapter 29. Sorry. First Chronicles chapter 29. I read from verse 10. Christ with tabernacle, I paraphrase. Praise the Lord in the presence of the old assembly, saying, Praise be to you, O Lord, God of our Father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power, and the glory and the majesty and the splendor, for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all nations. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, O God, now our God, we give thanks and praise your glorious name. Lift up your voices and begin to bless God for his glorious name, for his holiness, for his goodness. Father, we thank you, we bless you. Ancient of days, we exalt you, we give you thanks this morning. We glorify your holy name, O God. Thank you, O God, because wealth and honor, everything belongs to you. We thank you, O God, for Christ's faith tabernacle. We glorify your holy name for that which you have done for us. Thank you, O God, for all our ministers. Thank you, O God, for all our branches. Thank you, O God, for our nation. Thank you, O God, for where you have ex- established us, O God. Thank you for the miracles, O God. Thank you for the healing, O God. Thank you for the word that comfort from this pulpit, O God. We worship and adore you, O God. Thank you, O God, for your calling, O God, for the statement that answered the call of God. Thank you for Apostolate Williams. Thank you for Evoma Williams, O God. Thank you for all administrators, Almighty God. Thank you for the pastors, O God. Thank you, O God, for this 31st 
convention, Almighty God. We bless you. We exalt you, O God. Thank you for that which you have in store for us. Thank you, O God, for doing a new thing, Almighty God. We give you the glory. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Thank you for establishing us, O God, where we are pitched at tent, Almighty God. What a glorious God. What a mighty God. What a wonderful God we serve. Christ Church Tabernacle said, Thank you, O God. We ascribe greatness and honor unto you this morning, O God. Thank you for all that you are doing, O God. Thank you for all that you will do, O God. Thank you for your wonders. Thank you for your wonders. We bless and exalt you, O God. We praise you, O God. We give you all the glory, all the honor and adoration belongs to you, O God. Christ Church Tabernacle bless you this morning, O God. In Jesus' mighty name we are praised. Now continue to bless him. Father, we bless you. Come on, lift up your voice. Let's fill this place with praise. Come on, lift up your voice. Father, we want to say thank you for carrying us on eagles' wings and bringing us to yourself, oh God. For all things come from you. And it is by your goodness and by your grace that you have brought us this far. Can I hear a saint of God praying, lifting up your voice and blessing the name of God. Zikadosha. Let this sanctuary be filled with praise. Let somebody lift up your voice and begin to bless the name of God. That we honor you this morning because we know because of you that we have come this far. And you have brought us into the prophetic moment of this house of God. By your spirit and by your power we thank you, we bless you. Faith Tabernacle will be 33 years. Now, I don't know about you. Yesterday, I was challenging myself and my wife that if we were to be human beings, 30 years, you are fully grown, matured adult. Are you with me? Now, and I said, I remember my senior brother told me that the apostle gave him a prophetic word. He used to be in this house, one of the choristers. An apostle said to him prophetically, he's assigned to be in Ghana. And through to the word, over 20 years, he's doing exactly as apostle told him. Now this is where I'm going with my prayer point. As apostle did in those days, after 30 years, which you have so many apostles, are you with me? After 30 years, to stand in the same shoe 20 years ago. And I said, God, and our Father and the Lord said, I'm waiting for you to manifest. So you want to pray that Holy Spirit of God, I lay myself on the altar. Take hold of me. I want to step into the very prophetic moment that you have brought us to. I will not remain the same, not as business as usual. Come to church and go nothing. Lift up your voice. I'm going to pray. Can you lift up your voice? I'm going to say, God, I give myself to you. I release myself to you, O God. Let the Spirit of God. Oh, can you lift up your voice? Are you praying? Do you understand the moment in which we are? Bible says the sons of Issachar, they understood the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. We know what we are 
are supposed to do in this moment to step into the shoes into the very prophetic mandate handing it over us are you lifting up your voice and crying zintali ikadahadusha lahadusha dey kabaikande oh god i give myself away oh god holy spirit of god this is a prophetic moment in this house we are asking one more time just as you did in the days of old oh god we rent ourselves and lay ourselves on the altar holy ghost take hold of us oh god take hold of us oh god we give ourselves away oh god on the altar of god spirit of god you said to us oh god what eye has not seen ear heard what has not entered into the heart of any man has god prepared for those who love him and those things are revealed to us by the spirit for the spirit such as the deep things of god yea, the deep things of god and so this our holy ghost we release ourselves into your hands let the spirit of god carry us on the wings of god according to the prophetic agenda of this house oh come on do i have a sin praying that is not as business as usual oh god we are 33 years old oh god an extension of the apostolic template oh god Now listen, we want to take this prayer from Ephesians 1.17 from the NLT. It says that, uh, and I keep asking that the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus will give you spiritual wisdom and insight. So you will grow in the knowledge of God. Now you know the scripture, you want to pray the Father, the power of sight and insight. The power of revelation. Lift up your voice and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we ask this morning. In the name of Jesus. Is somebody praying? Is somebody praying? Is somebody praying? Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. You just want to pray one more prayer this morning before we open the service. According to that book of Psalm 68, verse 1. Say, may God arise, may his enemies be scattered. May his foes flee before him. It's going to be so this morning. In the name of Jesus. Tell the Lord to arise. Because when the service starts to go on, there are things that buy and sell in the spirit of man, and they will not make them to concentrate. Will not make them to even hear what is happening. Some have come loaded with problems. Some have come loaded with diverse things. And it seems, what is, what is she talking about? What is that man talking? 
You don't know what I'm going through. The enemy will be disturbing one way or the other. You want to lift up your voice, like it happened in the Bible, that God should arise and every enemy that wages war against this meeting, against any meeting, against any church, all over the world, wherever the name of God is called, you want to pray that God should arise. Every enemy to scatter in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lord, arise, Lord, arise, Lord, arise. We say, arise, O oh God, arise. Be enthroned in this meeting this morning, O oh God. Let every enemy be scattered. Every enemy, every enemy, every enemy, all enemies, every enemy, Lord Jesus. Father, may your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Verse 3 of that psalm says, But may the righteous be glad. But may the righteous be glad. I have a good news for us this morning. But may the righteous be glad. And rejoice before God. May they be happy. And joyful. How many righteous people are here this morning? The Bible says be glad. Say to your neighbor, be glad. Be glad. Be joyful. Be joyful. Be joyful. Be happy. So I put you to hear this this morning. Be glad. Be joyful. Be happy. I'm not hearing the choir. That's I'm looking back. Be glad. Be joyful. Be happy. Don't, be, don't, don't get carried away. God is enthroned in this meeting. He's doing something new. He's changing the unchangeable. He's the river is flowing from the altar. Carry a sandal, Yalaba. What should the righteous do? Because you have to sing to God. Sing praise for His name. The, the opportunity is going to be given to you now to sing, to join the choir as they lead us to sing. Because you are righteous, you are glad. There is nothing disturbing you. Sing to God, sing praise to His name. Extol Him who writes on the cloud. Extol Him who writes on the cloud. He's seated there. His name is the Lord and rejoice before Him. Guess why you should rejoice this morning? Maybe you might be among the category of these people. This is the word of God to you. Before the man of God comes to pour out to you then. A father to the fatherless. Are you feeling, are you seeing yourself in a lonely island? Your father are not there for you. Your mothers are not there for you. He said a father to the fatherless. A defender of widow. Are you lonely? Are you lonely this morning thinking, oh, I don't have my husband. To widows as well. Something has happened to me if my wife had been here. If my husband had been here, that is not your portion this morning. Because you have a father that wants you to be glad, that wants you to be happy, that wants you to rejoice. He's a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows and widowers. He's God in his holy dwelling. God said the lonely in families, hallelujah, the good news. He lives for the prisoners with singing, hallelujah. I don't know what has bound you this morning. But the good news is that God is for the prisoners. We're singing. But the rebellious live in a sun's coach land. We will not rebel. But the good news is that God said the lonely in the families. God is changing things around for you this morning. He's changing things around for me this morning. God is making way for us this morning. He's doing a new thing. Can you not see it? 
Can you not see it? It takes people that have the eyes of the spirit to see what God is doing. It takes people that have the ears of the spirit to, to, to hear what the, 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 the Bible is doing. Uh, the, the, the scripture is saying. It takes people that are perceived in their heart. Now that you are perceived in your heart. Now begin to wave unto the Lord. Father, we thank you this morning. So tell every enemy to be shattered. Every enemy to scatter. In the name of Jesus. You have time to walk for the Lord. You have time to receive from the Lord this morning. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for opening up with your people. May your name be glorified. Every enemy that was against the street or the chorister this morning be scattered. Be scattered, be scattered. Sing, sing, sing. Shout, shout, shout. Do great things in God. Every enemy that war against the drummer. Every enemy that war against the guitarist. Every enemy, every enemy. Be shattered, be shattered. Be shattered in the name of Jesus. All the ushers, all the people. All the, technic- the technical groups, all the, all the protocols, every enemy that was against their spirit, soul, and body, all people that feel lonely this morning, be awake, be awake. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I perceive right now there's someone that is going through something, maybe with your wife or with husband, and it has loaded you up. God is released you this morning. The only word you need is, I forgive you. That's all. And then you move on with life. God is good. Hallelujah. With that in mind this morning, let's just lift up our righteous right hand and read the book of Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart toward his faults, nor swear deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him who seek your face, O God of Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Let's rejoice and sing the book of Psalm 145. I will lift up, exalt you, my God and King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. 
The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
salute you. God over all things, we exalt you. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Put your hands together for the living God. Hallelujah. Turn the song beside you and welcome them in the name of the Lord. 
Amen. How many of you have been attending the prayer night regularly? Lift your hands up to me. You remember the Rema word God gave us this week when God broke out in prophetic among us. And that is what I said to what I was reading. What I did in New Cross was that I made them read it. You know, the prayer that we hold daily, you must do everything in your power to make sure you don't miss any of the prayers. Because it is in that place, everything you see happen on Sunday and other days are made. Those who attend that prayer regularly and lift you up all the time, I believe very much that, and you must agree with me because that is just the trend, that they deserve double honor. And in the meeting, sometimes God breaks out in prophetic and he will begin to tell us things. And if you were not there, you will miss it. And during this week, the Lord told us, as he did in the previous week emphatically, that we must let our praise be more than our requests. Yes? And he gave us that scripture. And he gave us that scripture. And if you don't know that scripture, you will not be able to do what God has said. What God told us to do is to praise Him more than asking Him. Because of what God has done and what God will do. So, I want to say to every one of us, members of Christ with Tabernacle Global, thank you. Get my water. Get my water. I want to tell you, Christ Tabernacle Global, that when God gives a rema like that, every one of you, why are you sitting down there? I don't know what is wrong with you. Come and sit here. So, I don't know. <laughs> no. Move it out. Let it stay this way. That's what you do. Don't worry. We will soon, we will soon be out of um, this Ulabalu. You know? No. You can feel the heat, isn't it? You don't feel the heat. I'm going to give you my proposal. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, when I was coming with, uh, with my family in the morning to New Cross today, you know, I was just discussing with them, and um, I said to, to my son that, you know, it's so frozen and cold. I wonder why God did not make uh, 
eternal condemnation, a place of freezing, rather than fire. And then I answered him that God is all-knowing because the torture of fire is more than freezing. I said, maybe if you freeze the soul, the soul will not die, you know. You know, sometimes you just wonder what God did and why God did some stuff, you know. All right, now. I'm going to start something with you today. We start a journey. I started discussing with you the, what we're looking at in Christ with Tabernacle now is the, the greatest weapon of Lucifer for the end time. All of you who are in this media section, write it down as I've said. The greatest weapon of Lucifer, of Satan, in the end time. That's what we are looking at. I think we need to reduce this a bit. You can't hear me up there. You can, if I'm there, can you hear me? When I was there, you can hear me. I don't like to be up there. Can you hear me now? You can hear me now. Doctor, you are the one who caused it. <laughs> Hallelujah, never mind. <coughs> I love to be among the people. I love to be among you. Because when I come up like this, I feel detached. Are you sure you are hearing me or is, you are using my mouth to... You are hearing me. Okay, I, <coughs> I accept your diagnosis <coughs> as a good evidence. Alright, uh, <laughs> church. You know, I've been discussing with you about the greatest weapon of Lucifer in the end time. But at the same time, there were some videos that I stumbled across this week, and I will start to play those videos to you from next week. You remember that 2020, when God was speaking among us, He spoke about delusion as the last onslaught of hell. I would together, I want everyone's eyes to focus at me. And I'm looking at your eyes. If I have to call your name because you are not focusing, I will have to do that. So that I can be sure you are listening to me. Because what I'm telling you, arise from this. This last week, we finished reading the book of Revelation, isn't it? We finished reading the book of Revelation. Let me show you some things in Revelation that will really help your mind in this lecture. Look at the book of Revelation, chapter 19. You know, in Revelation, the Bible talks about the beast. Yes. The Antichrist. Yes. And the devil. Are you with me now? So, you have the beast, which is the, the, the beast, which is the Antichrist, the false prophet, and the devil. Yes, 
Okay. Now. And then the Bible talks about the judgment seat of Christ. And it told us the, the destiny of the false prophet and the Antichrist. And then the devil. And then anyone that was deceived by the devil. Let everybody look up. Don't write anything. Just look up to me. Don't, don't, I don't want you, your face down. I have to call you if, I, if your face is down. Because what I'm telling you matters more than anything you have been, you have on earth. And look up here. When you have to write, I will tell you to write. Please, nobody should look down when I'm preaching. It looks insultive to me. I may tell you to walk out. Don't look down when I'm preaching. Look at me. Sister, look at me. All right? I want everyone to look at me. If you come to church, if you miss this, it's forever regret. The reason why we come to church is because we don't want to go to hell. And the reason why I will teach you is because I don't want you to go to hell. And the matter of hell <clears throat> is real, it's not a fiction. Am I talking to you? Any one of you can die anytime. By the way, can I announce to you the passing away of Bishop Reed? He slept in the Lord last week. We thank God for his life. But what I'm talking to you, when I mention someone's death, nobody looked up. Death is the destiny of all of us. And nobody among us can say, I will be die, I will, I, I will be dead, I will die when I'm old. Really, your definition of old age before God is a small boy. We can die any minute. I tell you this that when I when I'm before you, church, you you are my witnesses. I preach to you as if I will not live thereafter. So that when I finish preaching, if I go to that room, uh, the green room to rest, and you hear that apostle has departed, I must not see you shed tears. Because I know where I'm going. I have been to my home in heaven. And I know the regulations that will keep you intact not to miss heaven. And that is what I'm sharing with you. If anybody will cry when I die, I ask God for permission for my corpse to slap you and tell you not to cry again. Where you see a dead body just rising up and giving you a slap and then going back. I'm sure that you'll be more dead <laughs> than the dead. Because why would you cry when I'm gone? When you know the work of my hand when I was among you. When you knew my heart for God when I was among you. When you knew the God I serve, who manifested himself when I was among you. So you should beat drums when I die and celebrate, let the whole heaven and earth know it. Yours must be the same. Am I with you now? So listen to me and look up to me. Don't write anything until I tell you. 
In the book of Revelations 19, there are three people, three elements, or three categories, not people really, three categories of spirits mentioned. Verse 20 says, But the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet, who had performed the miraculous signs on his behalf. With these signs he had deluded, and underlined the word delusion, because the greatest weapon in this end time is delusion. Is delusion. Let it ring in your mind. With these signs he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped this image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fairy lake of burning sulfur. Understand, God is speaking about these two agents and he said they were thrown alive, which means they are spirits. Alright? Because spirits don't die. Lake of burning sulfur. He said the rest of them were killed by the sword. That is human beings who followed them to fight. We are killed by the sword that came out of the mouth of the rider of the horse. And all the birds gorged themselves on their flesh. If you are truly a member of Christ with Tabernacle, you read this two weeks ago. Correct? Good. Now let me read. Chapter 20, chapter 20 from verse 1. So you have the false prophet and the beast in lake of fire. Okay? And I saw an angel coming down out of heaven, having the key to the abyss, and holding it in his, holding, holding in his hand a great chain. He sees the dragon, which is the devil. That ancient serpent, who is the devil, or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into abyss. Now understand, while the beasts and the false prophets were thrown into lake of fire, Satan was not thrown there yet. He was thrown into abyss. Abyss is the place where those who die without Christ go now. That is hell. Paradise is the place where those who die in Christ go now. There are two different places. And two roads leads to them. Anyone who claims to be a Christian and you walk in the world system, your path is to an abyss. But if you are a Christian and you walk in godliness, your path is into paradise. Why haven't they thrown Satan into abyss? Because he still has some more duty. Now look at verse 3. He threw, he threw him to, abyss, to the abyss and locked and sealed, sealed it over him. To keep him from deceiving the nations anymore. Until the thousand years was ended. After that he was set free for a short time. I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge, and I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of the testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God. 
they had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their forehead or their hands they have not li- uh, they, they, they came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years the rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years was over this is the first resurrection now let's go further verse 10 and the devil who deceived them was thrown into lake of fire or lake of burning sulfur where the beasts and the false prophets had been thrown now understand you had a beast which is hell you had lake of fire now the beast and the prophets in lake of fire now lucifer thrown into lake of fire okay but the dead are still in abyss because they have not been judged you discover that the beast and the uh, and the first prophet were cast into lake of fire because their job was over and judgment had been passed on them but satan was still given a thousand years and when the time was over and the judgment was passed on him he was thrown into the lake of fire but you know that lake of fire how would we know those two who were turning there the bible talks about you know i saw a great white throne and in him who had seated on it earth and sky fled away from his presence and there was no place for them and i saw the dead great and small standing before the throne that is where you and i come and the whole world and books were opened another book was opened which is the book of life the dead were judged according to what they have done as recorded in the books and the sea gave up the dead that were in it and death and hate gave up the dead that were in them and each person was judged according to what he has done the death then death and hates were thrown into what lake of fire because they finished their job it is where we through the, the the lake of fire is the second death and the bible says if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life he was thrown in the lake of fire so in the lake of fire therefore you have the antichrist the spirit babies who deceived the whole world you have you have the um false prophets who perform miraculous signs and wonders on behalf of the beast then you have lucifer who gave his throne to the beast and then you have all human beings that did not die in jesus in lake of fire and say that second death but you know something anyone whose name is found in the book of life does not come to judgment then chapter 21 begins to talk about where they are paradise they are the one who will reign with jesus 1000 years do you know something if that be the case therefore you will agree with me that delusion is the greatest weapon of the devil in the last days you are living in the last days 
where these words are being fulfilled. Now, today, let me open you up to the vehicles of the devil in the last days to communicate delusion. Alright? Don't talk to anybody. Don't let anybody talk to you. Because not everyone who comes to church are Christians. Not everyone who comes to church are born again. Satan also sends messengers who come in human flesh. Now, three vehicles that the devil will use in this end time to shipwreck those who are serious with God. Number one, demonic influences. Demons. Demons are number one. The second vehicle, fallen ministers. Ministers of the gospel who have fallen. And the third person, fallen Christians. You know, when somebody says to you that I'm fed up of this church, church thing, <laughs> you think they are the ones speaking? No, man. Something had entered into them called Lucifer. You know, somebody says that I'm fed up of being regulated. Don't wear this. Don't put on this. Don't do that. Excuse me. Is it that I, not ironical that when you go into the world, you have to dress according to the group you are flocking with? Isn't it? If you are flocking with, if you are a man and you are flocking among boys who pierce their ear, you will feel odd man out not to pierce your ear. Correct? Correct? Good. So, somebody saying to you that, oh, it's too regulated. Oh, the church is too regulated. I'm going out to... I, Christianity is not, it's not all regulation like this. Who had taken that person over? Lucifer. Because the world is more regulated than the church. Are you with me now? I want to show you scriptures today. None of you should fall a victim of delusion. Now take your summer notes and write. I told you the last time that the Lord spoke to me three things about delusion. First of all, if we look at the book of Matthew, in chapter 24, verse 4, when they began to ask Jesus, let's say from verse 1, very quickly. Verse 1, Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. Do you see all these things? Jesus, I mean, they, he, he asked, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be pulled down. Verse 3, as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they asked, they said, when will this happen and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Now, if you look at the scripture, Jesus said to them that the temple of Solomon will be pulled down. Those of you who have been to Israel with me, did you, you remember the Mount of Olives that Jesus was sitting was the Mount of Olives that we went, where we were, where Jesus had to get some money. And when you stand in the Mount of Olives, there is a valley, and then on the hill is the Temple of Solomon. This, this word Jesus said is fulfilled. Today on the, on the Solomon's Temple is the Lhasa Mosque. All the buildings have been pulled down. If you have opportunity to be taken underground, the Jews have dug underground, 
and they can go under the ground to the old old um, foundation and they will hold the wall and begin to pray they can come out at the wall of it and begin to pray last week or so one of the new ministers of Israel now walked into the Alassa mosque and the whole world break loose because Jesus said it that when you see that building of Solomon at that time it is impossible to imagine it that that building could be pulled down and Jesus said when you see that building pulled down then understand the end has come that is the end time now if you look at the scriptures he says Jesus Jesus was as was it he said when this happened when when will this happen and what will be the signs of the of your coming the disciples asking that then Jesus said in verse 4 the sign of your coming watch out that no one deceives you tell the person beside you watch out that no one deceives you say it again watch out that no one deceives you that is the underlying factor Jesus said it in the end time deception will be so much so much I thank God for everyone for this house Christ the Tabernacle Church if you come to this church you will, it will be impossible for you to tell God you didn't know he exists before your eyes God told me about the person who will rule you before your eyes God told me about how she will be removed immediately the last one before your eyes God told me that the recession will start in 2022 before your eyes God told me to warn you to fix your mortgages and you did before your eyes God told me that this month plague will enter UK that was 2020 and God said to me that he will protect every member of Christ with tabernacle and he did and the plague entered that month in 2020 and God did now if you hear me say things like this and I said to you I saw the calendar of God right over you and I began to read I told you and what I read from the calendar the first thing I read was that the moment this trust is planted she will be removed she is the shortest uh, serving minister in United Kingdom history it happened the following week you will never tell God you didn't know that God exists are you with me now if somebody says psychic, go and show me the psychic who saw those things in England. Don't let anyone deceive you. You and I have one life. And there is nothing you can use to exchange for your life. And the period you spend on that is so short, so brief. Deception of the devil leads to delusion of mind. Remember, I told you three things. A deceiver knows he's deceiving others. Write it down. Anyone who deceives knows that he is a deceiver. Number two, those who have been deceived fall into two categories. One, people who know, who are conscious that they are being deceived. And people who are vulnerable and unconscious of deception. These two people fall into the category of those who receive deception. And I'll tell you this, that a good number of women on earth today who fell in love with a, a, a man, okay, and they are seeing traits in the man that is not a genuine man, alright? And they still say, well, I will marry him. And then after they got married, they discovered that 
what they saw was a little, but the person was worse. Similarly, men get involved with some girls and say, oh no, she looks okay, she looks beautiful. And, but you begin to see some traits in that woman which are ungodly. I say, no, we will we'll manage it. Nobody is perfect. And you get into that marriage only to get into hell on earth. So, there are categories of people who know they are being deceived and yet they stick their head into it. But there are some people who are naive because deception or the deceiver had painted to them deception like it's truth. Alright? Until they are deluded. The first major weapon of the devil or vehicle of the devil to perpetrate deception are demons. In the book of First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1, let me read that very quickly to you. It says, the spirit clearly says that in the later times, some will abandon the faith, the Christian faith, and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. And you know he's talking to the church. He's not talking to the, to the world. Paul is talking to the church, not the world. Some will come to church and mingle with you. They may rise into ranks in the church because in the church we only, you know, most time appoint you into services because of your commitment. But in their heart of hearts, they are not really saved. Or they may give their life to Christ, but as they go, they give themselves to deception. And these spirits, if, if demons are spirits, which they are, you know, you can't see them physically. You know, spirits speak to human mind as God speaks to human mind. All spirits speak to human mind. The Holy Spirit speaks to your mind. The demonic spirits speak to your mind. And they come like thoughts, but they are, they, are, they are somewhere around you when they are whispering to your mind. And you see, I will let you know how do you discern people who are speaking by demonic spirits. It is by their teaching. They will teach you things that will make you abandon the faith, which is the doctrine of Christianity. This is talking about preachers, it's talking about members, it's talking about people you can make your friends. Who will always speak negatively to what God is saying. They will say stuff like, do you think the preacher also does that? What is your business about that? The fact is this, let the preacher not do it, lake of fire is waiting for him. Do you want to follow them to lake of fire? If the preacher doesn't do it, lake of fire is waiting for him. They are the one who will tell you that, no, no, nobody is perfect. We're not talking about perfection, we're talking about obedience to God. The Bible says that he that does not have the Holy Spirit cannot obey, cannot submit to God. Romans 8. And those of you who are in church, who have given your life to Jesus, who are heaven bound, must be most careful of deceiving spirits with demonic teaching. If you look at the social media now, it's full of demonic teachings, demonic teachers. And I will show you in the scriptures. This lecture, I will introduce you today, but I will continue till we get to the anniversary time. Deceiving spirits and demonic teachings. Do you know something? The second one is the falling ministers. Falling ministers. What comprise of falling ministers? 
Ministers who have fallen, they are the ones who always tell you that, you know, God knows our weakness. <laughs> Hallelujah. God knows our weakness. Or like some men who were caught in adultery. And they said, ah, all men do it. Who told you that? Who told you that? Are you all men? Have you become all men in the world? Even there are people who are not born again. But when it comes to adultery, they are disciplined. They know the spiritual implications, some of them. No matter how powerful you are, how anointed you are, if you are a sellout to adultery, Satan does not have much problem with you. Just one girl prepared for you, you are finished. Similarly, one boy. A boy came to, to, to a, a revival in New Cross some years ago. A young girl of 13. And she began to manifest demons in the youth revival. And when I went to her, I saw they were, the youth were casting the demon out. But I was in their vision. And I saw the girl. But I looked into her eyes and the demons were still there. So I told her, you leave her and let me deal with it. I rebuked the evil spirit and he left. And then I asked the, the girl, how did you get this? She said, through sexual intercourse. At 13 or 14. Who slept with you? She said, a boy. I said, can you bring him? She said, yes. She brought the boy in our New Cross Church. Both of them are born and bred in England. And the boy said that, Pastor, I put demons in her. I said, how did you do that? He said, I told her. She said she wants me to sleep with her. And I told her, if I sleep with you, you will have demons. She said, no, 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 no. Just forget about it. Just sleep with me. And then I slept with her. Understand the principle. She gave her consent and evil spirit entered. And I said to other youths who were there that, can you hear this young man? All of them were youths. I even have one of their videos I wanted to play, but I'll play that from next week. The girl said that, the boy said that she wanted it and I gave it to her. I said, therefore, you must be a court member. He said, yes. He said, I'm a gang boy. And we're courts. This English boy. We are courts. And I told the rest of the youth, can you see that? Sometimes when we talk to you in church, you know, you have this evil spirit that tries to brainwash people. And tell them, no, 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 it's not just like that until they get you. And as many who have fallen to the victim of those spirits, they, nobody who falls into their trap come out without regret for life. Regret for life. It says, well, I just need the first verse. Demonic teaching. Let me talk to you now about the false ministers as a vehicle of the devil. Satanic vehicle in the last days. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 3. False ministers, which can be false prophets and false teachers, what do they do? They introduce to you destructive heresies. They introduce to you doctrines 
they introduce to you terminologies they introduce to you you know easy believism you know god is not so tough like that you know they will tell you that you know you can just god knows we are all sinners <laughs> isn't it come on church all men have what sin and falling short of what yes but you see when satan wants to deceive a man he will start from quoting the truth all right but check the application why did paul in hebrew says be holy as your heavenly father is holy to you who is born again can you continue in sin and expect grace to abound forget it if all about salvation is that i just confess jesus christ can do what i like then all of us will go to heaven even everybody in the world who worship idols we go to witches we go to heaven satanists we go to heaven murderers we go to heaven because if you just come and accept jesus christ finish accepting him and continue with your mother and continue with your witchcraft listen to me beloved false teachers and false prophets their job by lucifer is to derail and derange people who are serious to go to heaven they don't aim for those who they have gotten they aim for you who is still serious with god shall we read this scripture together but there were also among the people stop can i hear you up there read the scripture for me please shall we just that line yes all those people who are sitting down there all of you at the back there stand up at the back yes stand up can you read this scripture let me hear you can you hear them so they can't hear you shall we the bible says brother are those who read aloud the word of this prophecy isn't it so we read that scripture together again but Please sit down. The job of false prophets is to lie because they are false. The job of false teachers is to lie because they are false. So, what do they use to perpetrate the lie? False doctrines. False doctrine. Let me read something to you. You know, shortly we read about, currently we are reading Galatians, isn't it? Yes? You are reading Galatians. Look at Galatians 1 6. Let me show you something. False doctrines. It says these preachers, false prophets, and false teachers will introduce destructive heresy. 
The word destructive is very plain English. That is not subject to any probably terminology different. But heresy means unorthodoxy. Departing from the norm of orthodoxy. That is, the basic doctrines of Christ. Heretic teaching will depart from what Jesus taught you. And he will depart from what the apostles taught you. Listen, give me your hearing very well. Now I want to show you some heresies. You know something? Anyone who follows heresy will always end up in frustration. And there are some people who have followed heretic teaching and they just say, we're no more coming to church. If you don't come to church, if you depart from the place where truth is preached, Satan will lead you to where he wants you to go. And you know church will not miss you. Did you hear what I say? How many people? I looked at your, your, the visitors in 2001 to 2005. And there were 780 people who visited the church. But where are they? I looked at the attendance register of Christ with Tabernacle. This church has turned over 20,000 members in London alone. But where are they? Well, some of them are moved on into places all over the world and established, and those ones to communicate home. But I saw some of them at the airport. Hey, Apostle, Apostle, Apostle. They first dodged me. You know, when a member of CFT see you and they are dodging you, they have what? Cockroach under their coat. <laughs> are you with me now? And you know what the Apostle is? Oh, how are you, darling? I'll hug you. Because the, 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 the appearance tells you they are harassed. They are harassed. But you know that apostle will not talk about it. I will just hug you. Because everybody has the right to choose where they want to end their life. But what will not happen with me is to spare you the truth. When if you know me and you are with me for two minutes, you will know nothing but the truth. It's your choice. If you choose not to accept it, if you choose to do it for some time and then listen to the deceiving spirit, short time we will all die. You will not see me again. Because I'm not going to that place that a disobedient will go. Forget it. The Bible says this. The deceiving spirits and demonic teaching. But demonic teaching will only happen through false prophets and false teachers. Look at what it says. Paul says something about doctrine. It says... No, verse 6, chapter 1 of Galatians. About false doctrine. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to different gospel. I want you sons of salvation to listen with all your hearing. 
in our time last days, there are different gospels perpetrated by false teachers and false prophets purportedly to be coming from the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. If anybody is teaching anything and is saying to you that it's a new revelation, ask him when last did Jesus appear to him? Oh, I had it by inspiration. Ask him that from where did the inspiration come? I will show you what Paul said here. This man Paul, God bless him forever. He says they will introduce different gospel. The next verse says, 7, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into what? Confusion. Can you see? They are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. Can you see what Satan does by false doctrine? He will give you a counterfeit gospel and sit tell you are going to heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> he will tell you God is not so hard like that, you know. And then Paul said further, they will throw you into confusion. They can tell you that you are possessed. Demons are all over you. Demons are after you. And you start running when there is nobody pursuing you. Because you ignore the truth. And you follow deceiving spirits. They will tell you. This offering you are giving right now, right now, right now. This is the one that God will bless. But because you don't read the Bible. That the Bible so, says so in the morning, so in the night. You never know whether this or that. You two will go and put the whole of your life into it, and you will get frustrated. False teaching. They will tell you that, oh, I've just discovered that, you, you know, tithing is wrong. You follow them, and God will allow bankruptcy to visit you. You will fast and pray, God will not do it. You see, false doctrine is to confuse those who are standing. It's to confuse those who hold their standing God. I'm going to teach you a lot more about this. But if you look at it, Paul explained to us what gospel is true. What gospel is false. He says, But even if we or any angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preached to you, which is the epistles, let him be eternally accursed. Or condemn. So, what is the gospel? It's the epistle and the gospel. The New Testament. That is the gospel. That the Old Testament, where God gave decrees and commands. Because the Bible tells you this, you know. All gospel, or, or, or uh, the, uh, the whole Bible... Word of God is God's breath. Okay? So, in the Old Testament we read about Adam to Enoch to Abraham to Moses to prayer of Elijah, Elisha and the rest of them and how they walk with God and saw manifestation. So, what ought a New Testament Christian lean to? 
That is it. Because in the New Testament preaching, they cited the Old Testament, they cited the faithfulness of God, they cited how God was merciful to people, they cited how God was faithful to those elect, they cited how those elect served God faithfully, and how God was faithful to them. Alright? So, for a New Testament believer, if we go to the Old Testament, that is what we need. It is given for us, it is given to reveal Christ. You read that just about two days ago. That God put the law in place that Jesus be revealed. And when the Lord Jesus has come, we are no more under the law. Okay? I will talk to you about that later on. But then it says to us that rather we are the law written to the world. In other words, our character, our behavior should be such that the world can see and say we don't need to read the Bible. That is what we are born again into. The wrong doctrine depart from the gospel. You will never see where Paul taught about demons, deliverance. No. Paul will reveal you, your true identity in God. The whole life of Paul is to help people to know who Jesus really is. And if you are not born again, what you really are. That's the whole summary of the whole letters of Paul. So that now that you are born again, he said in some places, you cannot continue to live like the world live. Now that you are born again, you cannot continue to behave like the world behave. He said, because the apostle said that the world is controlled by Lucifer, but the kingdom is controlled by the Holy Spirit. So if you look at the false doctrine they are for, they derange from what Paul has taught and what the gospel says. And Paul says, anyone who teaches anything apart from the gospel, let him be eternally condemned. And yes, some go to church and they follow those hypes. If you follow them, you will end up where they are. But let me say this to you also. I've talked about demonic influence. I've talked about falling ministers. And let me talk about falling Christians. And I'll come back to the doctrines. Who are the falling Christians and how Satan uses them? Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 3 to 5. It says, For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ear wants to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myth. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of evangelists, discharge all your duties, the duties of your ministry. What is, what is, what is Paul saying? In these days, you have all manners of churches set up. And those of you who are good in watching the uh, YouTube and Facebook, you will agree with me. All manners of junks are coming in the name of the church. All manners of teachings. Somebody who is not even an usher in the church will just set a, a platform and begin to teach the Bible and just put a title behind their name and that's it. And those who listen to them don't, uh, don't go to Google to Google their name. 
to see which church do they preside over, but they just take it. Oh, what a revelation. Anyone who does that will be shipwrecked by the saving spirit. You know what can keep you in this time? Therefore, the knowledge of the word. The knowledge of the word. <laughs> false doctrines, false Christians, and deceiving spirits. Now, concerning false doctrine further, I will read this to you. I think we should finish that first Galatians chapter 1 verse 6 to 9. We stop at 7. It says, but even if an angel in heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach, let him be accursed. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternally condemned. So what does that mean? You must be careful what you hear from people. You know, when we preach in church and teach you things in church, and a member is now telling you that, you know, those things they are teaching, do you think is true? I haven't seen a student teaching a student and that student coming in first class. Except if it is a student who teaches exactly what the lecturer spoke. Are we together? You must be very careful about them. In church are people who want to go to heaven. In church are people who will not go to heaven. And we are all in church. The global church of God today, I believe very much from our statistics, theologians, 80% of those who go to church today are not heaven bound. They are not heaven bound. Because anything will go with them. They love to hear what they are itching ear. They have no desire to manifest the gift of God. They are the people who say to you that I've been praying, I've been praying, nothing happened. Check them out. They didn't pray. They haven't prayed. Because Jesus says anybody who prays will not fall into the temptation of the devil. Pray that you fall not into the temptation of the devil. When you hear someone say that I've been seeking God, I've been asking God for one thing, I didn't get it. Is, that's not the reason why you came to church. Don't you understand? Your own need to the needs of everybody, what's the ratio of it? No, you don't come to church because you have a need to be met. You come to church because you are, you are seeking the God who created the heavens and the earth. So if your motive is different from that, Satan got you. Satan got you. Look at the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 to 5. It talks about perilous time. Manifestations of the evil spirits in the church. It says, but mark this, there will be terrible times or perilous times, the King James Bible call it, in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Don't you see that happening all over the world? Lovers of money, is that not true right now? Boastful. Proud, is that not true now? Abusive. Disobedient to their parents. Ungrateful. Unholy. Without love. 
unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, lovers of good, having fun, let's have fun, stuff like that. <laughs> Treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. Someone says in the church, in church they come to vigil once in a month in their church, and he says, no, 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 this vigil, 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 vigil. And he went to the wall. She went into the wall. It's a lady. And every weekend she will go to a vigil of the devil. <laughs> Which one is easier? You know vigil of Satan? Everybody is just dancing. Boo, and they be jumping like this. Over what? <laughs> eh? Do their hand. And the one who is playing the something will put in a chant. Which is satanic. And you see all of them now going like that. But in church, only one day in a month in their church. He can go to the VG. If you don't go to the VG for God, then it's better you stay at home than going to the VG for the devil every Friday. Because if you come to church, the God of the church will give you his blessing. If you go to the shrine of Satan, the God of this age will give you his blessing. I will talk about what comes from the devil. Confusion of mind, disappointment, depression, trouble that does not really is not really necessary. If Satan can deceive you, I tell you something, you will never forget it. Never forget it. And it's not easy to get out of his deception. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power. Therein, and the Bible says in that first Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5, have nothing to do with them, have nothing to do with them. Do you know something? I will give you two nuggets, then I close. But you know, you have this instruction. I told you, if you have a friend and you are in the church, and the friend decides not to come to church any longer. Is their business. But if the friend speaks against God's institution, you know what has happened? The devil got that person and is seeking to get you. You must not laugh. Neither must you keep quiet. You must rebuke that person as if the person can be bold to talk the nonsense, you must be bold to tell him to shut up or her that never you say that before me. Never, you cannot say you belong to the institution of God Why somebody will libel God's institution before you And you, you, you give him your seal of approval Because when God will punish that person He will punish you too Are we together? So if the person If Satan can be so stupid to speak through the lips of that person You must be bold to say to that person The Lord rebuke you Your relationship that's the end of it. I told you, 
draw a line against our relationship. Don't phone me again and I will delete you right before the eyes delete that person from your telephone contract. Because the person has been taken over by Lucifer. And the devil wants to destroy your own godliness by affiliation and association with the person. A lot of problems that some people have is just because of that. For Jesus says, man will give account unto every word they spoke when they were on earth. Excuse me. If you have been a blessing to me, alright, if we decide to separate and go on our ways, and I have a secret of your life, according to God, I must keep that secret in my belly to my grave. But I must talk about the good things you have been to me. It doesn't matter now. We are no more working together. But I must not use my mouth to slander you. That is passing false reports. That is not. Lie is slander. Saying to people they are what they are not. Or saying about people that they are something that they are not. Because if you allow your lips to do that, the enemy will strike you. If you approve of those who do that, the enemy is out there to get you. That's why Paul said, have nothing to do with them. Someone says, what about if it is my husband? What about if it is my wife? The way to do it is to rebuke that spirit when the spirit speaks through that lips. Because your husband and wife does not mean that you should accept the devil when Satan speaks through your spouse. You must take your stand and the enemy will flee from your spouse. You must. Really, the way you conduct yourself is what will, what will make some people approach you. Because if they know that anytime they want to derail, you stop them. Anytime they want to talk rubbish, you stop them. They will be afraid to t- confront you with such discussion. I don't want to hear, that's it. Because you don't want to be an accomplice. Inability of Adam to say no to Eve caused the whole humanity death. Am I with you? Don't let them turn your house to the place of gossips. Because the spirits will be back in your house. Which is the demon of gossips. And when there are so many there, they can afflict anybody who is there. Don't let them turn your house to a place of debates about false doctrine. Perpetrating false doctrine. Because every one of these things carries some spirits along with them. And if you allow them in your environment... You will be contaminated and the enemy can destroy you. But for today, I will close with this. I will talk about two things you need to do and we will look at the others in in next Sunday. Number one, as a Christian, be imitators of God. Ephesians 5.2 Be imitators of God, therefore as dearly loved children... And live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up to us, for us, as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Verse 3 says, But among you there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality. Or any kind of impurity. Or of greed. Because these are improper for God's own people. 
Number two thing that you must do, you must be led by the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 13 and 14. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeed of the body, you will live. Because those who are led by the Spirit are the Spirit of God, are sons of God. You know what that says clearly? If you're a person who loves to do what the body likes, that's what you gravitate to, you will die. You will lose your joy. You will destroy what you have built. But if you put to death all the desires of the body, you will leave. Because the evidence that you are led by the Spirit is that you do not gravitate to the flesh. Number three, do not love the world. 1 John 2, 15-17 Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the loss of his eyes, the boasting of what he has and does, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and his desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Don't let anyone deceive you from doing the will of God. Number four, your body does not belong to you. First Corinthians six nineteen. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? Whom you have received from God, you are not your own. And finally, for today, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice. <coughs> Holy and pleasing to God, this is your spiritual act of worship. Verse 2 says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His please is good pleasing and perfect will. That's where I want to stop today. You know, if a person says he's a Christian and you are struggling with the gift of the Spirit, you are struggling with advancing a manifestation, the first thing you should check is your life, your spiritual life. That's the first thing you check. You know, whether you are living according to the Word of God, whether you yield your body to God or you yield your body to pleasures of this world, 
Because if you do not yield your body to God as a living sacrifice, you will not be able to understand what God has really given. Last Sunday, uh, the pastor who spoke with you here, I was in your service, but you didn't see me physical. That is how, that is what technology does. From the beginning of your service, I was watching you while I was driving to, to um, um, you know, to your brethren at uh, um, Virginia Waters. And I heard him tell you First Corinthians 2. And told you that First Corinthians 2 9, down, it says, No eye have seen, no ears have heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. I reminded you, <coughs> I told you, the fundamental of that is your love life with God, to God. Your love life to God. Am I with you? And he began to expand what love is for God. We'll look at that this week, Friday, which is Overcomers Night. God wants you to thrive. God wants you to be successful. God wants every child to fulfill destiny. God wants every child to operate power. When you move out of God, outside there is all evil. You know, I say, I, I finished my message, but let me talk to you. I said that Christ Peter Tabernacle will be 33 years old in England by 5th of March. Really, it's on the 4th of March. Because we started this church in England, 4th of March, 1990. I have, the Lord had taken this church to different parts of the world, different continents. Our message from beginning till now is the same. And it is the message of salvation and freedom. Alright? The Bible says, If it's not therefore make you free, you are free indeed. Somebody says to me, Apostle, why didn't we just start churches all over the place? I said, I want to go to my grave happy. And I can stand before you all to say, CFT does not and has not. I will not have a pastor that was reported it was abusing members it cannot happen here because everybody will send come out of me train you right your heart is the same and send you forth or else we will have had churches all over uk when we started most churches have not started and you will be shocked when you come to have understanding more about how god has used this church christ faith tabernacle Christ faith tabernacle. But we are very, very careful. Our doctrine is based on the book of Acts, solid on the epistle and the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we don't have issues whereby I came to you and say, Oh, I've been teaching you this before. I'm sorry I have misled you. It cannot happen because we do not help the Bible, but we reveal the Bible and the Bible will take care of himself. We reveal the Bible, we leave the Bible. And anybody who is under this house, who does everything that you are told to do here, it is impossible on earth for Satan to oppress you. I repeat myself. You know, I say this before you all the time. It is impossible. Somebody called me during the week and said that, you know, gave me some, other, some issues happening. And he said, Apostle, I know 
I'm a member of CFT. And I said that Satan can't mess about with us. He said, I said, yes, you got it. It's impossible. If the devil mess about somebody, it's because he derailed from what we are teaching them. And before your eyes, we have been to the hardest place on earth. We are both in the United Kingdom, and in Africa, and in India. And it has been the same. It's the same Christ yesterday, today, and forever. At the beginning you saw God did signs and wonders through apostles. But now you are seeing God doing miracles, signs and wonders through you members. And that is, what I, that is my ultimate goal. To see you do what God has done through me. I want to say this to you. You have been called by God to an end time church that will demonstrate the power of God through love. And who will show integrity in nations. Vessels that God will fill with power and the spiritual. God, the spirit of prophet, will speak through you. And you will encounter God just as is in the scriptures. And this is Christ's faith tabernacle for you. Shall we just bow our heads and pray? Oh Lord, my King, I thank you for everyone here today. Every case like Anna's case. Lord, I speak solution today. Someone who has been having issues and saying, How long will I have this? I command in the name of Jesus. The one by the power of He who dried up the issue of blood. Step into the wild wind and there was peace. I say, heaven opened a book of remembrance concerning you. There shall be none that will barren in your land. None will cast their young. And the assignment of death is cancelled by the power in the blood of Jesus. May the Lord strengthen you in your inner man. In this time of falling away, may the Lord empower your soul and grant you more grace. As you go into the world there, may the Lord fill you with the spirit of counsel to discern the devil and to discern his king. And not to succumb to every device of the wicked one. You will not be deluded. You will not be deceived. The grace of God that I brought you thus far. We hold you unto the end time. And in this season that God is visiting the earth and shaking all the faith of people and powers of the world and also empowering his saints on earth, may the Lord empower you. May your portion be the spirit of insights. Father, everything the devil has planted or built in lives of people, release your fire from heaven and destroy them. In the name of Jesus. Anyone under my voice that was said to be sick or ill, you are made whole in the name of Jesus Christ. Every form of affliction and sickness, I curse you to die from your roots in the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak. Every life that marauding forces have held bound, arise, O God, in your power by the blood of the Lamb. I defeat and overthrow the marauding forces. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, let there be light in the midst of darkness. Let there be freedom of souls. Let the veil be removed from human mind. 
that your name may be exalted. Thank you, Father, because you have done it. As we ask in Jesus' anointed name, somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Can I ask the minister who will take the offering to come over, please? time blessing time it's time to give to the Lord the Bible says in 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 I read from verse 10 Sorry, go back. From verse 6. Remember, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. May the God bless the labor of your hands. The account, the church account is displayed on the screen. Please pay through the church account if you want to give by giving through the envelope you can ask the ushers to give you an envelope let's bow our heads for prayer as we give to God Father we say thank you every day you bless us every day you make a way where there seems to be no way you are the God of provision, the God of silver, gold, and everything is in your hand. Our life is in your hand. Out of which you have blessed us with, we brought a token before you this hour to say thank you. To say thank you. To say thank you. To say thank you. The strength and the grace and the wisdom you have given unto us to accumulate wealth. We ascribe greatness and glory unto you this hour for all that you have done for us. Christ with Tabernacle say thank you for wealth, for everything you have endowed upon us, for the doors you have opened unto us, for the gift of wisdom, for the gift of knowledge, for understanding the God of heaven and earth. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. 
Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. Thank you for the season of rain. Thank you for the rain, the rain, the rain, the rain. Lord, we give you thanks. Thank you for the doors you have opened that no man can shut. Thank you for your blessings that make it rich and have no sorrow. We give you thanks, the God of heaven and earth. Lord, we come before your throne at this hour. We bring our token before you. We say thank you once more. We say thank you once more. Lord, we pray today, O God, that doors shall be opened unto us. There should no lack or needy person among us in the name of Jesus. Upward we shall we go. Upward shall we go. We will never go down in the name of Jesus. My God and Lord, we bread you bless our food and our water in the name of Jesus. It is your blessings that make it rich and have no sorrow. Therefore, we pray this hour, O God, that you open the storehouse of your bounty and you send rain upon the works of our hands. You will bless us in our going out and our coming in. You will bless our leading fruits. You will bless the fruit of our womb. You will bless everything you lay our hands upon in this season. We shall be blessed. We will go out blessed. We will come back blessed. Those that matters to our lives, they will locate us in the name of Jesus. Your grace and your mercy will locate us in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray thee today, O oh God, as you bless our finances, O oh God, we will become sought after. We will become sought after. We will become sought after. Wealth and riches of nations shall follow us. Lord, we pray thee at this hour that which are for them for Christ's tabernacle, the wealth of nations. You have a portion for this church, O oh God. They will begin to manifest, O oh God, through us, Almighty God. Every door that you have popped unto us, O oh God, we will walk in it. We will walk in it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray thee, O oh God, those who are looking for jobs, those who are looking for jobs, Lord, open their eyes to see, my God. They will walk into the jobs you have ordained for them. Those who are looking towards business transaction in this very week, O oh God, it is done deal for them in the name of Jesus. Those that open unto them, my God and my Father. The grace of God upon us, O God. They will make people to come to us. You shall be favored. You shall be favored. In your offices, you shall be favored. In your places of work, you shall be favored. In your family, you shall be favored. The God will bless you. The God will bless you. God will bless you. Everything you lay your hands upon in this season, God will visit you. He will turn your wealth around for His glory and for His goodness. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will not lack any good thing. You will not lack any good thing. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. This is a season of praise. This is a season of thanksgiving. Thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Immortal, invisible, the only wise God. In you there is no variableness or shadows of turning. Thank you for your blessings, O oh God. Thank you for the words of heaven you have given unto us. We worship and adore you, the God of heaven and earth. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Hallelujah, let's rise up. I'm going to give God all the praise. If we call to Him, if we call to Him, He will answer us. If we run to Him, He will run to us. If we lift our hands, He will lift us up. 
the holy offering that is brought by your holy people. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Please be seated. Is there anyone worshipping with us for the first time? If you are coming in to this auditorium for the first time, please wave your hands. Please stand up where you are. I want to welcome you. Tabernacle. Can I confirm the brother over there in brown? Okay, someone is engaged. Please be seated. If you have received the park, the visitors park, can I just say that we have a form in the visitors park and we'll be very glad that um, if you fill the form and drop it with us, the Lord will continue to strengthen and bless you. Before I call Pastor Fumi to come and share the uh, announcement. Can I just say to Ross how much I'm so happy to be looking forward to the 30, 33rd anniversary. <laughs> From next Sunday, we'll begin to show some video. I saw you, I saw you, I saw you, 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 you will see yourself on Sunday. You know? You will see uh, Dikinadi on Sunday. All of them were like this. <laughs> so from next Sunday, we'll begin to show reflection on, you know, the progressive um, videos of Christ with Tabernacle. You will see yourself as many years ago when you joined the church and as things progress up to now. It's going to be a fantastic time. Can I just say this to every one of us? You know, during anniversary, we ask you to try and get your holiday because a lot will go on during the anniversary. One of the things is this is the time we have opportunity to teach intensively on Christ's tabernacle. Not only that, on church. What is the church of living God? In the future, God will call some of you to become ministers, whether pastor, evangelist, and stuff. You will have been fully, thoroughly furnished and seasoned before that calling comes, manifest. And so it's a place where we train everybody. It doesn't, it's not just meant for leaders. Because I thank God that a lot of you members, apart from leaders also, have been committing yourself to it. It is a Shiloh time for Christ with Tabernacle where we come and celebrate. And you will see a good number of homecoming. Some of our members who have moved on to various places and who are still in contact, we see them all coming back home. Some of them are even spending the whole week with us. And you have all our, some of our representatives from India, from Nigeria, from you know, various parts of the world, you know, as, um, you know, um, uh, Ireland and uh, Germany and the rest of them, they will be coming and we are the hosts. And I will expect everyone who is an ordained leader, especially 
to make sure that you are not outside the anniversary group. If you, if you are not part of the anniversary group, now, when we close, those of you who are day leaders, see Pastor Fumi immediately. And let, let her tell you the things that leaders do so that you also can be involved. And those of you who are members, if you are free for service, see Pastor Fumi and you will be able to, she'll be able to embrace you on the post program. And I will want to personally announce this. If any member has a room that you can spare during that week, please make yourself known to Pastor Fumi. Because some of the members will be coming that we may need to help accommodate them just for a period. We will not allow a woman to accommodate a man. Neither will we allow a man to accommodate a woman. So, but if you have an accommodation, we will get somebody who also is of like mind to be with you. But I will say this, that every day of that day, of the period, <laughs> what will happen will be amazing. It will be amazing. So, let's get ourselves geared up, fired up, and ready for a great harvest during our convention. Pastor Fumi, please. a few announcements uh, before we bring the meeting to a close. So thanks for bearing with us. Uh, quickly, our home group holds tonight at 7 p.m. in our various homes. Can you hear me? In our various homes. And tonight we are reflecting on the book of Exodus from chapters 15 to 28. 28, which we finished last night or yesterday. So home group today, 7 p.m., Exodus 15 to 28. And do let the young ones contribute also. I'd also like to remind us that our prayer meeting tonight starts at 9 o'clock. It's both a prayer meeting and it is our communion service. So you may want to prepare your communion, your bread and wine before we start the prayers so you don't have to take time out. And that holds online on Zoom, YouTube and free conference call. Of course, our daily prayers continue this week. Uh, every day at 9 o'clock, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday... And then on Friday, we're here for the Overcomers Night Vigil. On Wednesday, we have our Bible study at 7 p.m. So Overcomers Night Vigil is here at the cathedral at 8 p.m. on Friday. Don't be late and don't miss it. This is the first Overcomers Night Vigil in 2023. I would also like to uh, announce that all women in the house who are leaders so if you are a female pastor you are a female elder you're a deaconess and if you are the wife of a pastor elder or deaconess this is advanced notice that next sunday after the service we have a 15 minute quick briefing 
for all of us who are female leaders. If I mentioned your category, you are a female leader. So just remember next week for 15 minutes only at the end of the service, please stay behind and come forward once the auditorium has been evacuated. We want to ensure that we are all involved in our upcoming anniversary. 23rd anniversary and the Lord will bless us as we do so uh, just in terms of uh, our planning for the convention daytime evening time you should have received a form I think Elder Charles has been sending it out to the CFT community that gives you information about what sessions are holding during the day and when evening sessions are holding and is requesting you to complete the form so that we have an idea of how many people we're expecting during each of those meetings that will be helpful for our planning. Just as a reminder, on Monday and Tuesday, the 27th and the 28th of February, we'll have the evening rally here in the cathedral every evening through the week no doubt but Monday Tuesday is the evening rally only from Wednesday morning through to Friday we'll have the daytime seminars and the daytime seminars will run from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. every day before we then have the evening rally on Saturday we have the day free we have a lot of delegates who are coming from our branches from abroad some are not necessarily our members some are PVM members from all over the world who are also coming for the convention so we've left that day free for our brethren and for ourselves so that we are ready for our Thanksgiving service on Sunday morning Sunday the 5th of March here in the cathedral at 10 a.m. we'll have our Thanksgiving service and I'm sure that we will all be there by his grace amen I will be here and I'm sure that we'll all be here I think that those are all of the announcements that I need to make and our dad will um, conclude our proceedings. Thank you. Amen. Before we just stand up and share the grace, can I say that from, from February, we're going to start our, our operations in church fully. Your Wednesday meeting, I'll move it to church so that we gather in the church for Wednesday meeting. We gather in the church for, over, uh, for the night visions. And I think uh, for convenience, those of you who are JTA, maybe it would be ideal for us to meet on Friday before the night vision. So the night vision starts at 11, JTA will meet at 9. And let me say that that 9 that we are meeting, we are joining the whole of Europe, CFT in Europe, in their own program. So that we have our night vision, we have our meeting and, and uh, we joined the Europe and then we have our meeting. But I'm very much sure that um, uh, God wants us to pray in the sanctuary. Because it says, my house shall be called the house of prayer. And somebody, one of the people who just joined the church, texted us two weeks ago that how many times do we come to the sanctuary for prayer? So we told, I sent a message back to the person that we have been coming, we have been meeting every Sunday, first, second, third, and every last Friday of the month. But from February, we are returning back fully in the sanctuary so that we can come into this house and we can pray 
this house miss your prayer and we need to make sure that we get back into the house I mean, so I will broadcasting from here so those of you who are local just get up and come in I also want to say to us that we need volunteers in the office so if you know you are free like some of you who are retirees and you can spare some hours in the week please make sure you make yourself known to Pastor Fumi or Elder Charles and they will take your name and they will take where you can come some of the work that we need to do are clerical some of them are multimedia so if you are free during the week and you want to be involved in that please let us know your avail time and we can really uh, come together and structure something for us for those of you who are who study the area of multimedia and you do not have experience to give I can tell you that working in the office in the multimedia area can be used to secure a job in BBC, ITV, anywhere you want to go. Because we are not less professional in our composition uh, to all those organizations. And so, any one of you who have such time. Also, the, the Christ of Tabernacle is putting two advertisements out. And one is for a full-time um, a production officer and also a full-time administrator or admin admin uh, uh, what do you call it now admin person so if you know that you are qualified in those things when they put up the adverts you can apply because already um, we have started uh, to have some people interested in the production line that's a multimedia and post-production issue so these are available and the lord will strengthen and bless us shall we just rise up together and talk to someone beside you look at that person beside you tell the person how much you love them everybody wants to be loved You know, especially if they were husband and wife, you understand? At least, if you are a man and you have never told your wife you love her, today you broke the ice. I hope that man is not present today. Who doesn't tell his wife he loves her? Can I announce to Ross, for those of you who are not married, <clears throat> and those of you who are married, we are having our first marriage seminar on the 18th and all of you who have booked to be married this year that 18th meeting you must come to the meeting because you are so many now i cannot we are not able to have one-on-one -on -one with you except for one time but before we do that you come to the marriage seminar where we, we will complete all aspects of marriage and especially those of you who have not married not everybody you see in church you can jump on and marry them am i talking to you now you don't come and say that i married somebody because i met her in church or i see her him in church marriage is more than all that i'm going to be teaching you about deception in marriage and those of you who already were deceived into a marriage and you are going through times and season i'm going to be talking about how to navigate through those complexities and those of you who have not married yet i will teach you what to look for in a woman not the way they paint their eyes or do their hair i will tell you what to look for in a woman 
before you can say this is the right person. The same thing with women, I will tell you what to look for in men so that you will not marry and have trouble. I mean, my marriage with my wife will be how many years this year? This is 23, isn't it? It will be 40 years this year. And I've met my wife this year will be 50 years. So when I talk about what to look for in a woman, I know what I'm talking about. And what to look for in a man, I know what I'm... Not everything that glitters is gold. Shall we lift up our right hand to heaven and share the grace in fellowship as from the book of Hebrew? Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do His will, working in us that which is well pleasing in His sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Shall we say the general grace to somebody? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now. Surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. And may the Lord answer you in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send you help from his sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May the Lord remember all your sacrifices, all your tithings and your offerings, and your giving to the poor. May the Lord accept all your burnt offering, which stands for the prayers of the saints. May God give you the desires of your heart this week and make all your plans succeed. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious, and we shall be victorious in every battle. We will lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, open the book of remembrance concerning you. And may the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham and unto Jacob at Bethel, may he reveal himself to you, changing your dream land into revelation. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. There shall be shouts of blessing, it will fall in your house.